Hey. Hi. It's Tash and Carly. And you're listening to Motherhood. Not as we planned. So get comfy, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and let's start talking about all the things too many of us avoid discussing. And welcome back to another new episode of Motherhood Not As We Planned. This week, we're talking all things a bit more like dating, like we've spoken about it before, but we thought we'd talk about just generally, there's quite a lot to come. Yeah, dating dating in your 30s. So different, isn't it? Yeah, well, I didn't know, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Never dated. But yeah, I feel like when we've asked you guys what you want us to talk about, there was a lot of loads, loads of questions surrounding dating. And it may be people that, you know, have never been married, never have kids, that actually just want to hear just yeah. like funny dating stories yeah. or just advice or anything. So here's a question for you. What would you say is your like ideal first date? Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like some people like dinner or drinks or like day drinks night drinks or maybe something like an activity like having been on a few now first dates I do like dinner but there is something quite nice about doing an activity where it's a bit more chilled and relaxed so I think that if you're trying to think of a good first day and your nerves are quite high I think doing something like crazy golf so something very <laughs> well yeah um I think crazy golf is a, is a good one because I don't know. I feel like you get to be a bit more yourself rather than like sitting at the table. Like you don't have much to think about. Talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, if we're talking about ideal, ideal first dates, I'd love to be flown in a helicopter somewhere. Right. Let, let me change the question. Really realistic. Okay. First date. So don't really know. I think I. I like both. I do like going out for dinner. And I think where I haven't been taken out for dinner in so long, that's quite nice. nice to get, and it's nice to get like dressed up mm-hmm. and go somewhere. Now, I'm a foodie, like go somewhere with nice food and do yeah. over that. Then at the same time, I feel like eating in front of people can be like quite an anxious thing. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree. I think doing like a doing date. Yeah, it's really fun. Like even it, like there's like adult arcades, you you know, or like the fun fair thing. Oh, what's it went called? To? Um, it's really gonna annoy me. It is called fair fair game. Yeah, fair game. Canary Wolf. You yeah. get a spot there. It's really good. I went with my sisters. Really, really fun. So you I feel like do doing something like that. I feel like it takes that pressure off of. So if anyone's listening to this and they're scared to go on a first day, I think the activity day yeah, so are the easiest. Yes, yeah, are the easiest thing. That's really awkward. I feel like as well. Sometimes when you're talking to someone, they want to take you on a date. They might be like, "Oh, do you have any ideas?" Thing is, I'm that person who I'm really indecisive anyway, mm-hmm. and I also feel like I quite like the assertiveness of someone. I want them to be in charge and like book it and see, and see how, what like. See what kind of person they are. Are they? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think you could tell a lot by someone. But then at the same time, if you, if like your worst nightmare is dinner, yeah, with someone, speak up and be like, right, you're, you know, you've got to try and find a really fun activity for us to do. Yeah. There's loads out there. Things like, as you want to, you want to laugh. I've got the funniest story for you. So when um, I was going on the date with someone and we were trying to think of something to do, we wanted to do something fun. So he literally Googled fun things to do in and he'd put my area. And one of the first things that came up was... <laughs> King was we? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like swinging. Oh, my. <laughs> and he sent it to me, obviously, in a jokey, like, banterish way. And I was like, okay, maybe don't Google fun <laughs> things to do in this area. And there's like this, like, swingers house really near where I live. In, like, a notorious <laughs> swingers area. <laughs> Uh, apparently so but no it just you just reminded me because you were like think of fun things to do so I mean look that could be someone's ideal first day oh judgment here judgment free though guys um but yeah no I think that that is a good first day and then we kind of we've had some questions people saying things to us like what would you wear obviously it depends where you're going I think like I've so the first day I went on that was it. So my my first date was like afternoon to evening. So I was like, what? Like, Which, what you, you I mean, we were going to go to quite a nice restaurant in the evening. So I was like, I don't want to walk in the hills all day. Yeah. I feel like things have changed a little bit now. So I went for, what did I wear? I wore like wide-legged jeans with my dunk 
Yeah. And then a nice top and a blazer. Chilled vibes. Yeah. At the bottom. Yeah. Tidy at the top. <laughs> yeah. Chilled at the bottom. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, yeah, I went to Crazy Golf, so I think I wore like black leather leggings to make it a bit smarter, but with trainers and then a nice top. Yeah. I think as well, date, don't estimate the power of a blazer. I feel like blazers just dress everything up. Suit me. What? Yeah. Really? No, I don't believe you. It, they just really don't suit me. I feel like I just look like I'm like wearing like my dad's. Okay, well, I really like, I think blazers are really, I wear like yeah, jeans I, and I wear blazers. I wear like I could pull one off. No, we're going to find one. Okay, that, that's one. the goal. Like, find me a blazer. But yeah, I think, and I don't always dress down rather than up if you're unsure. If you're unsure and you don't want to look like a keen bean. And you, so one of my best friends, she, I kind of go to her for everything dating because I, been out the loop for so long. I was like, what do I wear? She's like, always wear black on a first date. But I kind no, of went against that. I don't know. I was like, I'm not. I actually wasn't dying. I wasn't. I was in like, um, I was in light blue jeans and like a really nice kind of like khaki green top. It's summer as well though. It's summer. This uh, If it's in winter, absolutely. Black boots, you know, but I don't think you'd go wrong with that. Um, but I would say dressed like in something that makes you feel comfortable, in something that makes you feel like flattered. So like, for example, you know, if you've got an area, for example, your stomach that you're really conscious about, wear something high-waisted, wear something that covers it up. Like, make sure you're going out feeling amazing. Like, you want to walk out the door and be like, I'm going to be because that confidence radiates onto, like, your day and you want to be like, this girl, like, is owning it kind of. Yeah, I know. Also, talking of first dates, because I feel like we've touched on this, not on this, but behind the scenes, in regards to, like, that research that girls maybe do. And I reckon boys do it too, okay? Think about it. You've matched on an app. You want to get their surname at least. You can tr- try and do a little, like, Facebook stalk, maybe find out any mutuals. Like, yeah. how far have you gone with the stalking prior to a date? It's really sad and I'm really, like, regretful. So I've obviously only really been on one first date since, yeah, 10 years ago. Um, and I've, I've, why didn't I do this? No, do you not? Like, I, I'm sorry, like, the only weird thing I did was I was more concerned how many limbs he had or whether he was going to kill me. I don't, so you did, yeah, you said you did. I think it's Googling him. I mean, why did I not Google him? Uh, maybe I'm just a psycho. I think I might have tried to find him on Instagram and I couldn't because I feel like his name was quite, like, common. Right. Not co- I'm, not, I'm not saying he's, like, common. No, common as much. No, but when you've got a name that's yeah, a lot different, it's hard yeah, to find. Yeah. The worst is when you find them, but they're private. Oh. Are you private? Let me nothing. You're giving me nothing. Because you can tell a lot from someone's Instagram page, like what their friends are like, what they do, or, or unless they're, like, not big on social media. So I feel like... If you want to, like, stalk that person that you're going out with, try and get their surname because I feel like Facebook, although I don't really actively use it, that's, like, the stalking page. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, the minute you find them on Facebook, you can see what mutuals you have. That's a conversation breaker in the first place. Can you imagine if you've got a random mutual and then you're like, oh, my God, like, how do you know them? Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a bad person, then you screw Maybe they shouldn't go on Facebook. Go on Facebook. So that's the first thing I did. When I was going on a date with this guy... I knew his surname and we actually discussed like, oh, I wonder if we've got any mutual. So we both knew that we were going on each other's date. You both did the phone check each other. And then we saw that we had a mutual and we were like, how random, like how do it? And it turned out that like someone that I've grown up with is his first cousin. That's weird. But again, it was like that, like, okay, like we don't know anyone the same except that one person. So like you're normal. Like I know you. Validate they're not like it's like, and I also think that that's quite nice when you meet someone on an app and find some mutuals. It makes you feel a bit more safe. I understand that. Again, I know I laugh and joke about it that like I was going to go on a date and get killed, but like you could, you could. It's like could. in all seriousness, you don't know who you're talking to on these apps, and I think like that's why one of the things I said about doing the FaceTime and stuff, or one of, one of my friends has started dating for the first time in three years. And she's been having like phone calls and stuff, and it's it's almost validating like they are a normal person, and like because you don't know. I and I would, in a sense, prefer to know someone or go on a date with someone who someone knew again for that. Someone can almost like vouch for the fact that they're normal. They're not going to kill you. They're not like I don't know emotionally unstable or whatever. But it's not you know, especially with these apps, it's not always the way. Yeah, I definitely 
I I definitely need to um stalk my I am I I feel like in my old old days of dating I was great at that. Like yeah. I feel like I just But maybe from like FaceTiming him and stuff you felt you didn't feel a need. Yeah. I'm just a bit weird. Like I would I, I feel like anyone listening to this, I wanna hear like what your extensive searching was because yeah. what was what was the most amazing details you found out about this person prior to meeting them? Tash, what was yours? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I I did well. Do you know what? Actually, I can't take complete credit. My sister did most of the stalking. <laughs> oh yeah, the family involved. So um, I actually managed to find. Does he know? He's gonna. Yeah, he does actually know. And actually, Joe, you know it's really funny. This is how similar we are. I think he did similar. <laughs> but I managed to find where he lived, and I found his house on Zoom. <laughs> so um. Yeah, another thing, when it comes to dating, would you kiss on the first date? So I've always had rules about this. And I'm like, in my head, it was like, you never kiss on a first date. And then I was thinking like, who the hell makes these rules? Yeah, make your own. Make your own rules. So I remember, so obviously, I've only been on one first date recently. And we've been talking a lot before we went on this date. So... We were very physically attracted to each other. And I remember being like, I can't kiss you, but like, can't kiss on first date. And then he was like, but why? And I was like, because the rule, you don't kiss on a first date. And he was like, but who makes the rule? And I was like, it's so true. And I think as well, like, we'd kind of both been in very similar situations recently. And we were then we were like, should we just make our own rules? And I did kiss on the first date. And do you know what? It, it felt right. Why does that dictate anything? I don't think it makes you come across as easy i think if chemistry is there mm. and you want to mm. and you know it's not force it's it's like natural. natural yeah it's not like oh shall we kiss it's just mm-hmm. like happens absolutely like i'm i'm gonna be honest when when i had my first kiss on that date we were sat outside outside the ivy and no one else was out there the waiter had seen us sitting he was like i don't know where everyone's gone he bought us over a bottle of champagne. So we were just sat there. It was so romantic and it just felt right. Mm. And it was honestly, bear in mind, it's my first first kiss in 10 years. It was freaking amazing. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't believe in rules. I believe in right your own. What well, I, you? I believe you should kiss on the first day. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you need to know if there's like, I, I'm not going to waste my time with a second day if like, at the end of the day whether you're going on a date just for a bit of company or you're going on a date because you want to meet your next person I feel like surely you're both going on a date because you're hoping there's some sort of attraction Mm -hmm. so I feel like you're not trying to meet a friend so just kiss and if the spark is there great and if it's not I agree but I do feel like sometimes you don't even need to kiss to know a spark's there 100% spark makes you want to kiss them yeah 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 so I feel like it's almost like vital. I think I I don't I think you should be in that headspace more so that you should kiss on the first date than you shouldn't because I think it just makes as well when you think about like the whole concept of don't kiss on a first date first date literally like where does that actually come from? I feel like that's more probably like when we were younger. It's probably like the way I that think women were like don't on. don't have sex on the first date. Yeah, I believe in that personally. Yeah. I think even if there's loads of attraction there, I sort of have this like unwritten rule in my head, like third date minimum. Why? I don't know, because I just think like sometimes it's nice to have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not coming across too keen yeah. or like slutty. But at the same time, like if you've seen each other already on two occasions and you're going on that third day and like, look, there's all like we're adults, like you don't need to like wait two months. Look, then again, I also don't want to like some people don't have sex before marriage. Like I'm not here like hating on anyone else's opinions. Just for me, I feel like it's like that third day rule. Try not to. I just tried not to do it before the third day. I'm not snot. Same with him and draw the law. So I'm like, as I'm talking, I'm like, don't overshare, don't overshare. But the person that I met, who I'm, who I've been talking about in this episode, 
is actually who my boyfriend is now, which I, which I haven't actually like spoken about on here yet. Yeah, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, and even before we met, like I just knew that, like yeah, like I really want to have yeah. sex with this person. And I remember speaking to my therapist, and she was like, "You are not allowed to have sex with him for a month." And in my head, I was like, "All right, bring it on! Like, give me a challenge, I'll do it." I kid you not, like. The first day, like I was literally like in my head, I was like, "How the hell am I gonna wait for a month?" But I didn't succeed. I didn't. I was. I kind of failure. <laughs> I'm happy to hold my hands up and say that sometimes I'm unable to listen to my therapist. But I did the third date roll. Granted, the third date was after a week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't see me again. We're yeah, taking over with 10 minutes. We're taking our first, second day. We need that third day. I really, really wanted to wait a month. And we were that open with each other that he knew that that was like my role. But like, it's also quite nice that like we weren't able to wait. Well, like, there was that like the chemistry. Yeah. the chemistry. So I feel like being on the same page is obviously a good starting point and maybe just try not to do it on the first day. But then again, I'm sure that we're going to have stories that people are email- emailing us in saying like, we had sex on the first on the first day and we're happily married with yeah. kids. Like, I, I think maybe it probably just comes down to like, if that person is the right person, it probably That's doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I feel like I yeah. on the first I, day, don't sleep on the first day. Yeah, I don't agree with sleeping on the first, sleeping together on the first day. I do think... I don't know. I think as you grow up, and particularly in our situations where you've been married before, I feel like all things of things like what people have said to you before, like don't do this, don't do this, kind of go out the window. And you're like, do you know what? I've practiced all this stuff before. It it all went to shit. Yeah. And I'll go, what? yeah, just go with the flow. So I, I think as well, like sometimes you just have to stop overthinking things, like which I know we're both guilty of. So guilty of. And like, that was it. On this date, I was so stressed out that. I can't kiss on a first date. That was the narrative in my head. And I was so obsessed with it, but it felt that's, I on it like literally that's all we, like we both wanted it so badly. We just wanted to kiss each other. No, like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Like, yeah. both fans of the pants of each other. So I was like, right, screw this. Like, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Do you, I think, honestly, you do you. Like, mm-hmm. and do you know what? Like, enjoy it. When it comes to dating, are you aware of the three-month rule? I'll take it by your face. You know. <laughs> What's the three-month rule? So someone is very able to put on a facade, for they say, for about three months. So if you've been with someone for less than three months, wait until you're at that point to really see their true behaviour come out. I'm not saying that they're necessarily faking it, but, you know showing the best parts of them yeah it's yeah. very easy to kind of like hold back an argument or make sure that they're being extra romantic but i feel like there's only such a long period of time that a guy is able to keep up that image or that mm. behavior so people do say i've never heard this well i swear, so with my therapist who by the way we're gonna have coming on here because she is a queen and i can't wait for that episode we need to organize that but she's like she's like a dating coach and what what she tells me is amazing so one to three months in a relationship you are qualifying for the same values so i think that is like key when you are dating someone you've got to have the same values so you know whether that is similar family values, what how you perceive like family life or like money or just ambition. Just, yeah. yeah, generally yeah. as a person, do you have the same values? So that's one to three months. Three to six months is behavior. So that's what I mean by like hitting that three month mark. You will see behaviors from the three to six month mark that you probably will never see in the one to three. Mm. Um, because that's where... Uh, well, that's where you become more relaxed and you may see like certain habits that, you know, they make sure that they don't, even yourselves, like mm-hmm. think what you may be like with someone in the first one to three months. If they've cancelled you or they've done something, you're not going to be like, 
why, why have you done that? You might be like, oh, don't worry, babe. Yeah. Like, we can do it. Like you're you're not necessarily faking it, but you're trying to put on. You're your making best more. Shot. Yeah, you're making more of an effort with how you are. Yeah. Eventually, like cracks will show. Not necessarily red flags. Just like no one's perfect. So it's qualifying in that three to six months the behaviour in that person if you're happy with that. And then the last six to 12 months is qualifying commitment. Are you on the same page? Do you want the same things? Once you really know each other a bit more in depth, mm. you can then kind of like ascertain if you want the same thing and if you've got the same type of commitment value. Yeah, that idea of where you want. So I feel like it's like that first three months is, is not, I'm not saying it's the nicest and once you hit that three month mark, it's going downhill, but I feel like you get a bit more real yeah, it becomes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's more like normal that you're with. You're going to see their bad sides. You're going to see their good side. You're going to just see a bit more of an all-round person. So that's why, for me, I've always had in my head that until I hit that twelve-month mark, I would personally never live with the person. Oh yeah. When it comes to having children, I know that when you get older, I feel like things obviously do progress much quicker. You know, I've got friends that met their person and within six months they're living together and then within a year they're engaged and then they're married and they're having kids and like that's amazing but I think that when you for me when I've got children and they're going to end up being like involved emotionally with that person I wouldn't want them being in my home until I've reached that kind of like quality stage from that one month to 12 months yeah see I the thought of ever obviously the time will come where I may want to introduce someone to my children but I would never want to introduce and and the people are different you know look, I'm not judging anyone and you do what you think is right for you and your family I know people who introduce people after a short period of time and they just accept maybe you know it's a relationship it might end for me I don't want to introduce anyone to my children unless I'm 100% sure that person is going to be a constant in my life and mm-hmm. their life I don't want them to form an attachment with someone, which they, they like, do. and knowing the kind of children mine are, they do. Mm-hmm. And so I need to fully have that trust in someone and believe them. And like a trust for me is something that is going to be incredibly difficult to gain um, and to be able to do. And until I can trust someone 100% trusts they're not going to just click their fingers and walk away and leave us like I wouldn't introduce anyone to my children yeah it's interesting and I feel like people have asked me before like at what point Mm. would you so you have yeah so I had this rule like the rules where do they come from I had a six month rule no one is meeting my children until six months and it's interesting because the person that I've mentioned before who I was with like last year and it was quite short term I met his daughter he never met my children because like you until you see like a solid future Mm -hmm. with them and you see them being like long term my children won't meet them so he wasn't introduced to my kids however I think it's I had this six month rule in my head but I again it's like when we feeling, but it's like when we spoke about when you're ready to date. It's the same thing. It shouldn't really be a number. And I agree. It's when you feel. I, I agree. I don't think you like a number. Ready. So I said six months, and he met them after three because how we felt for each other and where we saw our relationship going, it just felt right. Right. Um, the one thing I won't change is that year mark of living with someone because I do think that needs to be. Yeah time personally but yeah the kids were introduced a lot earlier than I ever thought that's a big change children as well to have someone living with them but some people might think like wow like three months is just far too soon and in my head I was like oh is it too soon but it just fell right at the time like you knowing yourself yeah and that's it like if you can genuinely see and uh, like they have the confidence I think that's amazing that you've got the confidence in that I feel like um yeah, I, that that whole concept terrifies me because I feel like my kids are my world and everything I do, I just want to wrap them in a cotton ball and yeah. not let anyone else into our little life. It's just us. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, one day I would I'd like I would like to get to the point where I do introduce someone to my kids. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's 
I think it's something, in my opinion, that should be done really carefully. Mm. I don't want them to ever be introduced to anyone and them not be a stable figure. And that's like the other way around. Like, obviously, I can't dictate whether my kids were to meet someone my mm. ex is with, but I would hope that he would have the same respect. Like, for me, I wouldn't introduce my kids to anyone without having a discussion first with their dad I know not everyone does that mm -hmm. that's just my opinion I feel like it's a really big deal it's they are his kids as well and I would want you know my ex to know like I'm serious about this there's a reason I'm doing it and mm -hmm. you know I don't I don't know whether it will be the same the other way around or what but I would like I would hope that he would have the same respect because Look, you, you can't choose who your ex ends up with at the end of the day. And my biggest fear is him being with someone who I don't want him to to be with, but ultimately only because of your kids, of my kids, <laughs> and the kind of people I want my kids around. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's an area that I'm yet to obviously. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I also offered for him to meet him before the kids did and he said that he definitely would want to meet him but he didn't feel that it, he needed to before the kids okay. but we had the discussion because that's what I would like him to do for me you have to model that behaviour yeah you could. Yeah, so I've done what I hope to get back um, and they've now met as in like my okay. ex and my boyfriend it was okay it's honest it's fine like we're really amicable now, so there's no reason for it to not be fine. Yeah, and also, like, the kids are always there, which I think is, like, a good icebreaker. And, you know, when you sort of, like, carry yourself through the kids. Yeah. Rather than, like, having chats with each other. And it's only on, like, exchanges of the kids anyway. Um, but it was, like, that, like, really daunting, like, oh, my God, like, kill me. Like, I'm about to, like, introduce, like, my black friend and my ex-husband. <laughs> like, it was a bit awkward. But then I thought, do you know what? Like, it just needs to be done. Once it's done, it's always worse in your head. Yeah. So, we asked you guys, we wanted to hear about your dating stories, the good and the bad. <laughs> because that is dating, isn't it? Some, sometimes you're going to have amazing dates and sometimes they are going to be awful um and i think yeah it's just really good to hear so we have got some i'm going to share some with you some of them are hilarious are they? yeah this first one okay so i met a guy i used to go to school with he was the hottest guy at school turned out he did not look the same he stank <laughs> of smoke and was missing a tooth. <laughs> Made my friend call me and give me a reason to leave. That's one of my fears. It's like being toothless. I don't know why. Sorry to anyone if that offends anyone, but that is hilarious. Imagine I like, being the hottest and and being like buzzing that you're gonna see him and then he's like not aged. Okay, so I'm these are in no particular order. They might go from good dates to bad dates. I think a lot of them are actually bad. I once had a first date where he talked about his mum the whole night and she wrote a whole in capital letters and then followed by a red flag. I can't think. I don't know why I'm laughing. I only read it in her. And it's just weird. Okay, bear in mind, this is a date. A guy brought two huge monkeys that he had knitted to a first <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's a soft toy. <laughs> <laughs> he knitted these monkeys. <laughs> you coming with me? You coming with me? <laughs> I just I don't know what to say. I'm really confused. I don't understand. Firstly, I'd love to know when you find someone like this. I can't imagine a guy sitting at home knitting. Firstly, but the fact he thought it was a good idea to bring two knitted monkeys—that is so weird. And he did a puppet show on the day. Met a Tinder date, took me to a wine and cheese tasting night. That's quite cool. With I'm his family. <laughs> with his family. So, what? Met a Tinder date, <laughs> took me for wine and cheese tasting night. Lovely. With his family. That is so weird. I, so where do these boys are these things? No, this is a good idea. What would you do? I'd run away. I would probably go to the toilet and run. That on a first date, actually, I wouldn't. I'm such a liar. I'm full of shit. 
I would just be really nice and smile and just eat wine and get, probably get really drunk. Yeah, oh, that is so weird. Stuff like that scares me. Don't ever do that, guys. It's not a good idea. I'm sorry. These are all really bad ones. I feel like I might have to try and find some good ones. Asked me what type of contraception I was on on the first date because he would definitely get me pregnant. <laughs> I just felt it. Oh my God, these people. See, I feel really bad because I feel like reading some of these might put people off dating. Can I, say, can I say one thing though, to try and turn that into a positive? <laughs> at least they're being... At, at least, like, I find it more annoying if a man, like, just thinks that he can just have sex, not use a condom and just assume that you are on contraception. So good for you, mate. Being reliable, being reliable and checking because you know that you've got very fertile sperm. Very, very fertile sperm. When I'm a flag, green flag, is it? I'm so, you feel really passionately about them. <laughs> I just, I'm a bit I, indifferent. I, I just think like no men ever think about contraception. Good for you. Well done. <laughs> Dave from Edinburgh. No, I'm joking. That's not his name. Okay. When on a first date and when I got there, he was eating pancakes and... <laughs> I need to know. I need to join in. We're on a first day. We're on a first day, and when I got there, he was eating pancakes and syrup with his hands. Imagine the syrup. Oh, and Gerard, my daddy's got all these sticky fingers. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, that's so funny. Oh, I'm so tall. He's got this vision of like walking into this restaurant and this guy's sat there shoveling it in with his hands with like the syrup in between his fingers and his also oh, why is he easy before she's arrived? <laughs> it's really fucking weird. <laughs> right. Do you open the line again? Sorry. These are brilliant. Oh gosh. Oh, they're making me die. I can't breathe. I feel like I'd want to go on dates just for these experiences. Me too. This is like really life. Guys, that's why if we're going on these experiences, write them down and make a book. Cause this like <laughs> makes me feel whole. <laughs> <laughs> Cried when I said I didn't want to go on another date. I think to him. No, the guy cried. Oh, she, she said she didn't said... no. Oh, shame. Oh, little darling. <laughs> <Ick>. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's probably a lucky escape. Okay. Went for a Sunday lunch. I love my food and cleared my plate before he was even halfway through his. Um, four years later, and we're in love. Oh, that's cute. cute. Sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> Very cute. Um, would you hold back on what you eat? Like, are you the salad order instead of like the No, no I'm, not, I'm not a salad. I eat what I want to eat. Yeah. At the end of it, I don't... I don't fake order. I no. can't. I think it's a waste of food. Yeah. As well, like, I think when you go out dating, I love going out for food. Like, yeah. I'm a foodie. I want to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. Do you? L- literally, like, get me the dessert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always <laughs> suggesting a dessert. Actually, do you know what? Maybe I wouldn't a dessert unless he said he was getting a dessert, but I wouldn't hold back on, like, I would never order a salad. Like, no. I'd have, like, like pasta Two in the or whatever. My first date in a restaurant, shall we call it, with my partner was embarrassing, but I suppose it set the scene for the rest of our relationship. It was a Friday night and the place was packed, as you can imagine. We'd had a great dinner and ordered dessert. God knows why, but he decided it would be a funny idea to try and feed me the ice cream. Well, that's what I thought he was doing. He actually continued to spat the ice cream on my nose in front of everyone in the restaurant. He thought it was absolutely hilarious. You can imagine the looks we were getting. It didn't put me off too much. I laughed along and here we are 14 years later and two kids. Oh, I lost that. But don't ever put ice cream on my face. Okay, so we also thought that we would get some people to write in any advice that they've got for people going on dates. I need all the advice. I need yeah. advice. Guys. So someone's put here, watch out for the red flags and observe how the person speaks to you and others. I think that's really important. Mm. I think it would be so off-putting if you're like at a restaurant and someone's rude to a waiter. Massive, yes, I agree. 
or just even the way they speak to the waiter, I think says a lot about someone, like yeah. the way they address people. And yeah. But I feel like, especially having been through, I'm sure I can speak for both of us, what we've been through, I'm so aware now of not ignoring red flags. I just wouldn't do it. Like you're not going to benefit in any way other than hurt yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that is a very good one. Just go in with an open mind and what will be will be. It's probably going to be the first of many and that's okay. I like that. I also think like in relating to that, it's like not overthinking it, not like overthinking, am I completely ready? Like what What if this goes, what if it's awful? What if it's really good? Like just, well, well, this is what happened when I was deciding whether I was ready to go on my first day. I was talking to one of my best friends and she was like, you're trying to self-sabotage already before you've even gone. Just like, just go. Don't don't go in thinking what if. Just go in, and if you're enjoying the date, enjoy the date. Like take it for what it is. So yeah, I agree. Don't overthink it. Yeah, and I also just feel like they don't have to tick every single box. Sometimes it's more the experience that yeah. is good than anything. Like sometimes going on a date with someone that isn't right for you makes you learn what, what is right. Yeah, and what you are uh, looking. Yeah, for. I completely agree with that. I think. I, I, every experience is a lesson mm. as to you know what so why why didn't you like that date what what wasn't about that person you what did right not, not next yeah, time exactly. or should you do next time it's very much like when we spoke about in the last dating episode i knew never to make the date aware that i didn't have my kids so i can use them as a cop-out if i'm not enjoying it didn't it's mean those lessons it, but okay. it, it's stuff like that someone's put here how did you find the confidence to get back out there after so long that, i think that just takes time I didn't have the confidence and for me the dating was to find the confidence yeah it was to I don't know well initially it was a joke to go on the date not a joke but it's one of the things your friends do yeah see what's out there but you know when you've been through the things we've been through your confidence gets knocked massively and you do feel very unattractive and unwanted and undesirable yeah and it I'm not going to lie, like it was nice to be in a position where people would be swiping for me because they were physically attracted to me and maybe wanted to get to know me. So I think as well, like in that, putting yourself out there, just go on an app. Even if I, I for a very long time didn't go on dates. Mm-hmm. I was just on the apps. I was that annoying pen pal person, mm-hmm. although I wasn't really very good at talking. I don't really know why I was on the apps. I was just literally on the app. It's been dodging it's point though, isn't it? You yeah. don't need to go on dates at the start of being open to it. Like go on the app, see what's out there. You don't have to go. I didn't go until I felt like I, I'd met someone I wanted to go on a date mm-hmm. with. Like you said, I think it is also building up that confidence through dating. I think if you've had a really, really long episode of not doing it, like for those that have been on dating apps and they are single and then they come off it for a bit, they're like, this isn't for me. Like sometimes it is just pushing yourself to get back out there because the longer you go not doing it, sometimes it becomes more scary to think of doing it. I also think as well, like from my experience, from putting myself out there, like you actually realise there's some really good people out there as well. And like there's people who will literally tell you like you're beautiful and you're incredible and I think when you've been in a relationship for so long where you perhaps didn't hear that you you just don't believe that anyone will ever find you any of those things again it's just you just have to sometimes you have to do things that make you feel uncomfortable yeah it's good to be pushed out of your comfort zone sometimes they aren't for you romantically but but can become a friend I've had this and we're still friends again I like that's really nice yeah if they aren't for you, don't go to them. We would, we wouldn't want it done to us. So explain and be nice. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think it, there is a sense of it's not much nicer. I think to be honest, um, and just be like, I've had a really good time, but there's yeah. no spark for me. Yes, I agree. I, I, I think that's kind of how I would be. Someone's put here. It's a lot of fun. Can make you feel really great. You've actually inspired me to start dating. I'm now on date seven with an amazing girl. Oh, I love this. Yes, that's let, really nice. Let us know where it goes. Yeah. We thought we'd quickly just go through one email. We're getting so many. We want to keep on top of them. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for all you do. My children's dad and I officially broke up around two years ago now, and it's still so hard in some ways. Neither of us are with anyone new, and we still have moments where things have happened between us, which I really don't want. I just think I'm trying to hold on to what I've known for the past 16 years. 
He was a narcissist in his behavior and was emotionally abusive to me, but but I still have feelings of sadness that my kids now don't have that complete home. I have three children who also have additional needs and it's so tough on my own and I often feel like I'm drowning. I'm trying so hard to be strong for them. We don't have a proper setup for him seeing the kids. He mostly just comes over on Saturdays, occasionally taking them out and then sometimes visits in the week. I don't really have time for myself where I can possibly start going out and meeting friends or just relaxing in peace. I hate that I still go along with things occasionally between us. I don't really want to. I just find it really hard to let go. Like he's an addiction for me. I just want to feel free and be a good mum. I think one thing that stood out for me here is she said that he was a narcissist. And with narcissists, the thing that they thrive on is the control. I mean, it sounds like that even though you're not together, he's still got control of the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier said than done. But you need to break that control. You need to you know, not be going back to him. You need to set a routine. These are the days you come. Yeah, These are the days you are here. You need to have that routine. You need to know you've got these days to yourself where you can have that time. You need to take that back control because at the moment, that's... That- he's just popping in and out and sometimes he's here and sometimes he's there. It's not only about being on his terms. She doesn't have that. She hasn't had that time to do a bit of her do things for herself so like he is still in control there and maybe if you found that kind of freedom of finding time to put yourself first you then realize that you can find happiness doing things on your own then kind of relying on him a lot yeah you need you you need to stand up for yourself and say this isn't working for me we need a routine the kids need a routine the routine that you really need that get out change a lot of things yeah and as well i know like it can it's probably hard obviously you say you have some feelings towards him still I think maybe doing one of the things Tasha's mentioned on previous episodes like writing down things that aren't very good about him Mm -hmm. and things that are amazing about you and realizing that you do deserve more Mm -hmm. especially if he's a narcissist you know it's it's horrific and I know it's really hard to break free of some some other behaviors like that but ultimately you're giving him that control by doing it. Yeah, it's sad. So yeah, no, I hope that that helps. It is getting that routine in place. I think that makes such a difference. Yeah, we've finally got a routine in place and it's made it work. Yes, yeah. and you can also forward plan and do things for you. Plan ahead, yeah. yeah. Um, should I do one more email? One more email. This is called The Other Woman. Cool. Hi girls, I got re- recommend your, recommended your podcast by a friend. Listening to you share your stories has validated my feelings, so thank you so much for sharing this. I could literally write a book. My husband and I were together for 14 years since we were 16, and to be quite honest, we we had a good, stable relationship. But I've been suffer, uh, but I have suffered four miscarriages in the pandemic, which broke me, and I was a shadow of the woman that he fell in love with. I got pregnant for the fifth time and he suddenly left me nine weeks pregnant and blamed me for it. His whole attitude changed within 24 hours and he started acting like he didn't know me, despite being his pregnant wife. Never spoke to him for four months of the pregnancy. He moved out literally two days after leaving me and I couldn't deal with how I, how he could do this. So I stopped all contact as my midwife and I couldn't afford to be on the emotional roller coaster while I was pregnant. I got COVID eight months pregnant told him via text and never even asked how I was. I went into early labour because I had COVID and still had him at birth. Was home alone in labour and texting to let him know that I got to hospital and gave birth within 30 minutes of being there. Then we were locked in a room for three days as I had to be isolated and he was acting all shady and couldn't look at me. Hid his phone so I had my suspicions. I since found out that he... I've since found out that he was actually with another woman the whole pregnancy and he's now with her. Being pregnant on your own is the loneliest place in the world. Navigating motherhood while going through a breakup in a pandemic was tough and now I have the prospect of this other woman coming into my baby's life. How on earth am I meant to accept this? It would be great to hear some stories about how to navigate the other woman. I've never really spoken to the other woman as they're pretending that they've only just started to see each other despite him leaving me two years ago for no good reason. I'm still in a lot of pain, albeit I'm thriving in my life. So not sure I'll ever get over this trauma. Struggled to bond with my babies. He took her away as a newborn for hours on end. So with no contact and he didn't look me in the eye for six months. 
struggled to bond with my baby as he took her away as a newborn for hours on end with no contact and didn't look at me in the eye for six months. All the while I was begging for him to come home and I blame myself for the breakup. I've come to acceptance now, but not sure I'll ever accept the home wrecker who stole my life. P.S. Looking back, I see signs now and red flags. Always out working, always on his phone, developed a new friendship with a lad who he has been going on endless walks in lockdown mm. with, probably with, now looking back, it was her. Extremely sensitive, gaslighting me like no other, no eye contact, literally didn't say my name for the last year when he left shady with his whereabouts when my daughter was born he didn't want to be seen out with me wore a cap and lagged behind me um i really relate to that still still with this said i have no he has no remorse no apology and continues to pretend he's done nothing wrong good luck with your podcast yeah. um i have a lot to say about this i I want to go back to you saying that you feel like you are really unable to kind of accept the homewrecker who stole your life. She hasn't stolen your life. She's actually saved you because being with someone that can do this to you, feel sorry for her rather than being envious because if, if they think they're special enough that they... I'm sorry, my personal opinion and stuff like this yeah if they've done that to someone they were with someone they're having a baby with someone who they've got children with i don't believe there's anyone that is special enough for them to change no yeah and i also think coming in as the other woman how would you ever trust that person again like i'm sorry if i met someone and the way i met them was with they never being a cheater I would never trust them. It shows how low worth that person has for themselves, that that's as good as they're going to get in the nicest possible way. If you're listening to this and you've been that the other woman. And as well, if you're the other woman and, you know, I don't, I'm not entirely sure whether she knew he was with someone or not. I think it's one thing, I think, that a lot of men are compulsive liars. I'm not just saying men, I'm sure some are not, I don't want to be sexist, but... A lot of people who are um, unfaithful are compulsive liars and, you know, they might have told said person they're not in a relationship anymore or whatever. But then there are situations where women fully know the other person is married and I just think I I'm personally could never be that person. Mm. I don't agree with it. Mm. I understand it might have been initiated by the man or the other person but I think that makes that person equally as wrong and I agree with what you've said it's absolutely not your loss it's it's also it's interesting that she said like looking back I do see in the signs now and it's not until we're out of those situations where you start seeing like actually he did this and he did this and it is sad but I think that's just naturally what happens like, like especially when you're pregnant or you're going through something and it's locked down and like it's hard to they are they can be hard to miss like at times I did did genuinely miss the red flags and only saw them once my head was clearer I think really like your situation is so sad there's nothing that we can do to make you feel better of what's happened in the past all I can say is remember those red flags remember that that's the person that you were with and you deserve to be with someone that doesn't gaslight you and be shady and make you feel like he doesn't want to be seen with you you don't want to be an option to someone you don't want some i i would never want to be with someone who could be tempted by another person and if they could be they are absolutely not good enough for you that is it categorically not good enough if i'm going to be with someone going forward i am everything they want all of me they want 100 percent of me mm-hmm. you know they're, they're not all like I really like her, but oh, I'm going out tonight. Like, mm-hmm. this girl's nah. Yeah. Like, have more respect for yourself. Like, you are a queen. Don't let anyone make you feel like otherwise. And this this other woman who's involved, honestly, I think you have to reach the point where it's just not your problem. Mm-hmm. It's not her. It could be anyone. Someone has stroked his ego, fed his ego, given him something perhaps he wasn't getting. And if he's that easy to swear 
to sway, then he's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. And like, I really hope that you find that strength. Yes. And, and realize, we will find strength. Yeah, realise that you are, as hard as it is to be a single mum, it is better raising a child on your own than accepting someone that that doesn't know your worth and doesn't treat you well. No, I agree. Yeah. Got this. So this week's then leave, we're going to literally talk about three situations mm-hmm. and me and Tash are going to give our opinions stay or leave. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Sexting someone else whilst in a relationship. It's been a topic of conversation with a lot of friends. But that's emotion- an emotional effect. I would leave. Would you? I, th- I think it depends how long it's been going on for as well and the context of it and how it's escalated. I think as well, things like that, where you're making a conscious every day, conscious effort every day to do something you know is wrong that is what well, they do say like emotional affair is just a start of a physical one yeah, isn't it that's what it stems from yeah i would leave personally i'm unsure interesting okay um i probably would have to leave oh i just changed my mind now i see <laughs> well i've got my self-worth cap on right damn right you do yeah when your husband works with the woman he had an affair with and won't leave his job. No, leave. Leave. He needs to make... Yeah, what I'm like, you, there needs to be a decision, yeah. like a discussion, like if Adrian. you are not willing to leave, then we're done. If he doesn't understand why that's a big deal. Did you say that he had an affair with her? He had an affair with a woman at work and he won't leave his job. I, I would categorically. If you wanted... That would be like a rule. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Leave. I don't love them. We're more like friends, but we've got a six-year-old. Leave. I would leave. Happiness. Girl, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be in love. Both, yeah, you both deserve to be in love. And do you know what? If it is just based on the fact that you don't love each other, that can be a really, really nice co-parenting relationship. And you could both be destined for more happiness. So I would leave. Okay, so we're going to introduce a new segment, mm-hmm. which is Affirmation of the Week. And what we want you to do is say it to yourself. Say it to yourself in the mirror. Say it out loud. Dance around. Say it to yourself multiple times a day because... The whole point of these affirmations is that you end up believing them and feeling them. Yeah, so what's our affirmation of the week? Let's let's end this episode on a high. What are you thinking? I am enough. I am enough. I am enough for anyone. I am enough. I deserve the best. Yeah, so I'm enough and I deserve the best. Yeah. Amen. Love that. Anyway, we hope you loved this week's episode. Please, please, please remember to subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube, follow on Apple or Spotify, however you're listening to it, and just share it with your friends. Share it to those that you think would enjoy listening. And yeah, just thank you all for the support and we hope you enjoyed it. See you next week. Bye. Bye.